This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Behind the Steel Curtain Editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's Tuesday night. It's a little after 9 o'clock. Where else would you rather be as a Steelers fan? And with me, as always, my big brother, Rich. Big bro, Sco, how's it doing tonight? How's it going? Uh, How are you doing? How's it going? I've already screwed that up. Go ahead. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? Yeah. Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, just, you know, football lull right now. Yeah, I know what you mean. Need to get I, through I, Sunday, so <laughs> then we can get everybody at the same place here. So, well, that yeah, I'm, I I almost did that as the title of the show, but I'm like, maybe it's just me. I'm going through some different stuff right now. Life is a little bit different for me right now, but uh, it doesn't feel like there's still football to be played. I, I'm I'm constantly trying to remind myself that there's one more game coming this weekend. Um, that only 30 teams are into the off season. But so I, I can't forget that because, you know, I want to take in all the football that I can. And we'll talk about that game a little bit later on. But, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because not only that, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I well, up until this afternoon, they haven't really been getting in on any of the action of everything. All these other teams have had, you know, head coach openings, and then they filled all those openings unofficially because the which one is it? You might not even you might know this. Is it was it Minnesota that can't officially hire their coach yet because he's still coaching the Super Bowl? Um, is that the one? I, I'm pretty sure I that's the know. one. I think it's Minnesota. We'll, we'll go with it. Don't ask me. Don't ask me to remember the name because it's I I, I don't right now. Um, but they're also filling out their staffs and everything. And it's like the Steelers are just like, wait and see. But then today the Steelers made a coaching hire. Did they, did they fill their offensive line coach? No. Did they fill their outside linebackers coach? No. Did they fill their defensive coordinator position? Although it's, it's been reported that they're finalizing that. No. No. I'm trying to remember the book that I read with my son that we ask a question that he, he answers them all like that. No. 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 They filled a job we didn't even know was open. 
Well, we should have known it was. Well, that's what I was going to say, dude. What, what, was, it it, was, was it the GM job? No, it's, they didn't fill the GM position. That's not going to happen for a while. But, yeah, you're right. Go ahead. No, but what it was was that our wide receivers coach, his contract was up, and I guess the Steelers chose to not renew it because they hired a different wide receivers coach. Yes. All right. By show of hands, everyone in the live chat, too, how many of you knew ahead of time that the Steelers wide receivers coach contract was up? I'm going to say, don't you even dare try to raise your hand because the Pittsburgh, did, did you know his contract was up? Actually, beforehand? I, I, well, it depends on what you consider beforehand. Yeah. I remembered going into the season that he was on the last year of his contract, but I'd forgotten about it recently. The Steelers (laughs) usually do three-year deals, and I guess they only did two for for Hilliard. They did. Um, I I remember remember doing that article um, because I I remember there was all these reports that the Steelers were hiring Jericho Cotri, and then all of a sudden, boom, it was like Hilliard, and we – you know, and and Jeff didn't change all. We had a lot of the article written. Uh, Jeff didn't change the headlines. Uh, we had to make a bunch of change. It was funny, actually. That was um, funny. But I, I I don't remember that it was a two year deal. But the the Steelers media, as soon as this came out, a lot of them were really surprised, and then they started to be like, "Oh, Hilliard's contract was up, and they just didn't renew it." The Steelers never announced they weren't going to renew it. They didn't even acknowledge it in the announcement of the new hire. It was simply, here's our new wide receivers coach. Do you remember the name of the new wide receivers coach? Um, no, because it's somebody I'd never heard of before. Okay. So, you know. Yeah, I, I hope I don't miss it. Frisman, I assume, is the first. Frisman Jackson. Sorry, Coach Jackson. Ooh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> That we, we don't want to mess up your name. I know that was pretty bad, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> wow. So, so the Steelers have a new wide receiver yeah, coach. You, you hang out with bad too, too much. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. And it's funny because our Slack channel kind of blew up a little bit, uh, commenting about this. And uh, a little bit, a little yeah, bit. I was, I was trying to keep up on everything, and then I had something going for a little bit. Next thing you know, I look and there's 55 new comments uh, on the well, channel. I was like, well, part I was like, of this, I read this 20 minutes ago, 55 comments. What's going on yeah, here? Part, part of that was there was about three different conversations going on in our one random channel. Yes, there one were. of which was me shouting at one Jefferson Hartman because he screws up that phrase all the time. I correct him at basketball practice. I correct him all the time. It drives me nuts. Okay. The correct way to say it is I couldn't care less jeff has a tendency to all the time say i could care less and i'm like if you say that you're actually saying that you care because there's other things that would make you care less anyway so i'm arguing with jeff about that we're talking about wide receivers getting contracts because of the wide receivers coach and everything coming up but we were talking about a little bit yes this coach is cross pass uh he's was he was at nc state when matt canada was at nc state he was also was it was it Northern Illinois was that the other one that they they crossed paths with with Canada I'm not sure, but he has connections with Coach Canada. Uh, don't know too much. I just know. Do you remember which game it was? Ben Roethlisberger was yelling at Coach Hilliard <laughs> because Chase Taylor. Um, Do you remember? I don't remember which game. It was, I don't remember which. It was no, later in the season. Someone yes, in the chat might remember that. Maybe they remember, but it just seemed like things weren't going as big as a fit. I know some people are saying, oh, my goodness, Claypool fell off a cliff to say it. No, he didn't. His touchdowns did, but his overall produ- production did not. He just didn't improve. 
Okay. So, but it just maybe seemed like it wasn't the right fit for the wide receivers with the Steelers and what they were looking to do. So that's, that's the hire they made. Not the one we were expecting though, was it not, not at the positions we were expecting for the Steelers to announce all these other teams are making their, or, you know, coaches are building their staffs. Why do you think the Steelers are waiting? Do you feel like they're missing out or do you think the Steelers feel like, Hey, if, if someone's interested in coming here, they'll wait or, wait around. Well, any thoughts on the Steelers being a little bit, you know, behind everybody else when it comes to filling out their staff for the next for next season? We're always slow. It gives Steeler fans a good reason to complain. <laughs> That's exactly why they do it, is because That's they want Steelers it. fans to complain. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, but it got me thinking about that and a bunch of other things. And that's, that's the question of the show tonight. But before we do, before we dive into that, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take a little sidestep here. We've got to talk about something because when I was standing in your living room on Saturday, yes, I got to, I got to see, I got stopped by Richie's house on Saturday. Um, not really a good reason that I was in town, but yet I was in town. I was supposed to be in town for a birthday party and I, didn't get to attend the birthday party. Instead, I was in town for a funeral. Um, so, but it was what it was. But I did get to go by and see you. And uh, our sister was there along with her husband, our brother-in-law, who is the one who I share my season tickets with. And we were just talking about various things. And we were talking about the naming rights of Heinz Field. I, the question I brought up to you was, did you attend the last game at Heinz Field? You know you got the last home game of Ben Roethlisberger, but did you attend the last game at Heinz Field? So we were talking about that. Um, do you think they're going to – do you think they might change the name? Yeah, uh, I have a feeling. Yeah. You just think with uh, Ben Roethlisberger moving on, Kevin Colbert moving on, maybe uh, maybe Heinz is like, now's the time. Now, Now's the time to move on if we're going to do it. Maybe, but, you know um... – Pittsburghers will always feel the connection to Heinz ketchup. Mm -hmm. But Heinz does not feel as much of the connection to Pittsburgh as it used to. Yeah. Well, because that's why I think it will change. Part of their corporates now in Chicago when they merged with the craft company. Jeff Hartman did a great article about that. Oh my goodness, that was probably close to a week ago. Um there's there's a lot of other people putting stuff out there. Of course, um, got to bring it up because did you say it or did or did our brother-in-law Jamie say it? Okay, no, you you no you started it. No, <laughs> you started it with well, you guys were talking about yeah, yeah, no, no, some no, of the no. possible naming rights could be. Yeah, and it came up, and um, you you said <laughs> you know oh, no, you said you you guys got talking about Dick's Sporting's Goods, you know, and yeah. Dick's, and then you were like this and that, and I said, yeah, hey, we're going to Dick's Field with you know. Happy hour sponsored by the Beehive. Sponsored by the Beehive, yeah. So uh, we we came together, and of course, we apparently didn't realize that this almost happened last year. Yes, but the one company that I really would say let's let let them do it, and here they made a big push. So I have a feeling if it's not Heinz, it will be this, and I think this is the only thing that's as good, if not better, and that is U.S. Steel. 
Yeah. Now, sure. do you want to keep it? Would you keep it field or do you think you go stadium? Um, I don't know. I'd probably lean more towards stadium. That's what I would lean towards too. U.S. Steel Stadium. That just sounds good. You know, they, maybe they could get dual rights. You know, it's the you know Dick's Field and I had USS Fields or USS Steel Stadium. Anyway, but our brother-in-law brought up something that we thought was pretty cool. He's like, he said about replacing the ketchup bottles. Now, we have to explain the ketchup bottles for people that don't. For those of you that have never been to Heinz Field. When the Steelers enter the Heinz red zone, they have these two big ketchup bottles on the scoreboard that then – do they still have the bottles that tilt? I mean, I know they did. I haven't paid attention long enough. But they tilt, and it flows the ketchup down around the scoreboard and, and all that other stuff. Um, what did not, our brother-in-law not, when you come not, up with? Not real ketchup. By the not way. real ketchup. You know, yeah, it's just, just it's light, just a, it's light, just yeah, a graphic. Yeah. Okay. Um, we said let's uh, let's just change out the ketchup bottles then for um, those big steel smelter pour yeah. thingies, and we'll just pour hot molten steel. Yes, and it, yeah, he said that. We're like, that's real. That's that's what you do. You turn it into it, you know, and, ha- and have it poured out and like. Harden is the Steelers logo or something like that. You could really do some fun stuff with that one. I, to me, if it's not Heinz Field, which will be sad, it really will because it's always it's been Heinz Field for twenty one years. You know that twenty year naming naming um, lease. That's insane that they did that, and then they did they did just one year. So if they're going to do something different, that's about the only thing that I think would be pretty cool. So. Um, you know, you know, we we've had other ideas in the past, but we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But we had to give a shout out to our brother-in-law Jamie for 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 talking about that. You know, with the with the molten steel pouring down there, I thought that was pretty good. So let's uh, let's dive into this, Rich. And basically, what we're going to talk about tonight is, and we we kind of mentioned already with the Steelers hiring a new wide receivers coach, but they haven't filled other positions yet. And that is this ultimate question, which we've asked before. Um, in other shows in previous years, kind of. But the question is, what are the pros and cons of joining the Pittsburgh Steelers? Pros and cons of joining the Pittsburgh Steelers, whether it be from a player standpoint, whether it be from a coaching standpoint, which is a lot of what we're dealing with right now. It, it used to be that the Pittsburgh Steelers, that it was like, well, before Chuck Noll, it was like, why would anyone want to be a part of the Pittsburgh Steelers? But then after the 70s, it's like that football tradition, you could be a part of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is it still that way? Is, is it that way now? What's what's going on? So let's let's look at it from a coaching perspective first. Okay. Do you think there's any what do the Pittsburgh Steelers, just by being who they are, have to offer for any potential coaches that the Steelers could be looking for. All right. Here, here's what they offer. If you're good at your job, there's stability. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree with that. I mean, especially at the top, you know, that's I it. Mean, okay. That's not all they offer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not like this. When's the last time the Steelers had a coach leave 
due to a promotion. Like a coordinator left to be a head coach. You know, I mean, Bruce Arians left and became an offensive coordinator and eventual head coach later on, but he only left because the Steelers pushed him out. It's not like he left and was still going to be there. I guess you, you know? could technically say Wiz. Yeah, yeah. But you know, he was he was but he, he was in the hunt was sat, for the job. He 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 left more because he was passed over for the yeah Steelers head coaching position. So he left and took another one. Yeah. But mm-hmm. not many. Yeah. So it's not like it's this. It's not like after, after that, who you get back to Dom Capers, maybe? Not, well, um, you had uh, uh, Malarkey. Oh, yep, Malarkey. Malarkey. I only remember that because I had to do that for Stat Geek looking back at the offensive coordinators. So, uh, whoa, what did you do whoa. to our screen, bro? <laughs> uh, that actually couldn't have been me because I, I wasn't touching anything. Oh, uh, well, I, I don't know. It wasn't, I wasn't even, my, my hands were over here. <laughs> I had my hands folded on my stomach. I hope that wasn't – I don't know what I did. I spoke it into existence. For those of you listening on the podcast forum, uh, m- my brother made me look enormous in the screen while he was this little teeny tiny picture there. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. But, yeah, it's, it's not different like – different from normal because... because – I'm not sure. Really, when it comes to the Steelers, it's not like – it's not like Coach Tomlin has this huge coaching tree that people are like, oh, I want to get in to that organization because I'm going to get noticed for advancement. Yep. It's That's not a selling point to the Steelers. So to me, that would be a con, yep. that it's not known for producing coaches that go on to bigger and better things. Now, the argument to that is... Is that because unless you move up, the Steelers are about as bigger and better as you can get? Is there any truth to that? I don't know if there's any truth to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm not sure. You, bottom line is you're coming in, you're going to be a part of a, of a franchise that is about winning. It's, it's, not, it's not a team that – I mean, even – when you had the opportunity to have every excuse to just have a rough season and end up picking towards the top of the draft because Ben Roethlisberger goes down in the second game of the season. What do the Steelers turn around and do right away? They're like, we're not going to worry about that first round pick and how high it's going to be so much. So we're trading it for Minka Fitzpatrick. And now, so there's, there's no reason to talk about getting a higher draft pick because you're not going to have it in the first round anyway. And they made the move, and that's what they did. And they still, you know, finished eight and eight and almost made the postseason, even without even without Roethlisberger in 2019. That's the kind of things that they're going to do. Um, been some reports coaching wise, you know. It's funny, the fans. It, it, Maddie P put this in the live chat earlier. He's like, he's like, he's like pro. One of the he's like the best fan base in professional sports. Con the most critical fan base in professional sports, <laughs> you know. Um, it's iconic. You see the hypocycloids. You know exactly what's going on. There's there's just an aura around the Pittsburgh Steelers. But is that enough? 
is being part of the Pittsburgh Steelers enough to have someone like a Mike Munchak want to come back to be the O-line coach again? Or is he saying, you know what? I just want to stay and hang out with my family. I don't need to, I don't need to coach this year. You know, things like that. The GM job that's still out there. There was a report today that the Steelers were interviewing Lewis Riddick as a possible candidate for the job. Any thoughts on that? Um, I actually thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Talked already. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's done the job before. Well, he hasn't been a G all the way up to a GM, but right, in the but, front office personnel yeah. stuff, he understands personnel pretty good. Yeah. Um, I threw it out there. I don't know if you saw this to think about. I'm like, could yeah, this quote unquote GM interview almost be getting the feelers for other jobs that could be open with the Steelers if they are promoting one of their own to ultimately be the GM? Let's say Brandon Hunt, what the who's in charge of scouting, gets the GM job. Would would it be that they were looking at wanted to see, hey, Lewis Riddick from Pennsylvania went to Pitt. Would he be interested in coming home to do a job like that? That could it could even just be something like that. But uh we fans of the Steelers, we we think that it's you know to be the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, that. That's the dream. That's the yes. job. Mike Tomlin summed that up this year when he was asked about, about you know, those college jobs. And he's like, I, he basically was saying, I'm the coach of the Pittsburgh friggin' Steelers. Okay. What, what more could, could you want? I mean, it's the most stable position in all of professional sports, coaching-wise. It really is. Name, name, a, name a franchise, I mean, that – that could even come close. And you could say, oh, well, the Patriots and Belichick's been there. But do they have – do you have it more than beyond one coach? I mean, the Steelers, three coaches since 1969. It's it's a stable job. So the question is, are the assistant coaches a good enough job? There are reports that the Steelers are a little bit cheap with it, things like that. Um, I can't confirm or deny those reports, but I I just don't know. I I don't know what, I don't know that in the coaching ranks that going to be an assistant for the Steelers, unless you grew up, you know, understanding the Steelers as a Steelers fan in the area, something like that. I don't know if it's as illustrious as what we think it could be thoughts. You took the words right out of my mouth, bud. Okay. It's just like you were saying, the head coaching position is the one everybody wants. We don't put enough into our coordinators and assistant coaches, honestly, to, to make the Steelers a top place to draw Mm -hmm. those assistant coaches. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. Now, you know, it's kind of the way the Steelers have been and how they've worked. And, you know, should that continue? I don't know if it should continue. But as of right now, it looks like that's continuing. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how these things shake out as the Steelers go to 
fill up their coaching staff. Um, still kind of waiting to see what they're waiting for. I do you think they're even though they have a Kevin Colbert's working through the draft, do you think they're going to wait to announce something? I think I asked you this question before, but I'm just checking in again. Um, honestly, uh, the Steelers, I don't think they're, they've made their decision on it. You know, the yeah. one thing the Steelers don't do is rush. They don't play by everybody else's timeline. Yeah. They, they do all, the, you know, they don't, they don't snap to those judgments and, and make those decisions quick because they worry about things. Because honestly, if you think about it, when you do those kinds of things, that's when you mess up. Yeah. So the Steelers, I, I think they really try to take their time, be very thorough. And then when, when they feel they've done their due diligence, then they'll make the decision and make announcements. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and it, they might wait until that person's stepping in or they might not. Well, I don't know how they're going to play it. I don't know. We'll see. Let's shift a little bit. Let's talk about what the next step's going to be. When it, when it talks about players re-signing with the team, outside free agent signing with the Steelers, what's the pros and cons of joining the Pittsburgh Steelers as a player? Can you think you, any particular pro or con you want to point out? Yeah, some I, I can talk a couple of pros. Yeah. Um one is the coaching stability. Yeah. You know, if you're if you come in as a as a free agent and say sign a three year deal, you know, there are teams where free agents go in, sign a three year deal and have three different head coaches. Yes. That doesn't yes. happen. That doesn't yeah. happen with the Steelers. No. So um so, so, you know, I, I think players look at it and say there's stability for the most part there. Um, I mean, gee whiz, the other thing is it is no secret that, you know, Pittsburgh has plenty of great players from winning traditions, mm -hmm. and those players are very much looked upon to be, a, you know, those players are welcomed around the facility. And come in and have no problem talking with folks and, and sharing, and that that kind of atmosphere can just um, uh, what I want to say. Just it, it, it I don't know. It, it just breathes of of winning, I get, you know, yeah. that, that they're committed to keeping that winning tradition going. And part of the way they do that is by keeping those winning players around and engaged. Yeah. And I mean, the Steelers don't do business like everyone else. They generally, they, they show that their first priority is always keeping their own players but it's not that they won't go into free agency at all. Once you're a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers, that you're you're going to be a priority for them. Um, there's some cons out there. The whole reason I brought this up is because of the 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 comments about I, I don't know if you saw it. I don't even know what it was for, but it was Juju Smith-Schuster with Dak Prescott, and he was was he in Dallas or something? Yeah. And they were looking at their at at like their facility. And he made a comment about not having the old wooden lockers. 
So the Steelers are a little bit old school with stuff like that. Do you think that could be a turn off to players from the outside coming to Pittsburgh, that they might not have the most modern um, – I mean, th- are they going to go back to Latrobe? Because the, the way they go and stay in the dorms, everything for training camp, honestly, for some players coming in from the outside, that could actually be a deterrent that they don't want to do that. They would rather stay at home and have these great facilities and this, that, or the other stuff. Do you think those kind of things could be a deterrent for a player? Not knowing exactly what things are around the league that like makes that slightly tougher for me to comment mm-hmm. on. Okay. Mm-hmm. If they don't put the Steelers, if those things don't actually put the Steelers at any kind of of playing disadvantage, mm-hmm. and it's a matter of luxury, then it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. The biggest reason I brought that up is that's a big deal when it comes to college. When they're recruiting players and everything and they want to show off their state of the art facilities and a lot of tea and a lot of kids can get enamored that wow, look at all this great time or great stuff that we could have to that that's that's state of the art. This is the this is the place that I want to be. And that's why they invest so much money in those kind of facilities and practice facilities and weight training facilities and all those other things to help, you know, lure better players to the program. Does that are we to a point now where where that goes to the pros, or it's because those guys in the pros are getting big paychecks? It really comes out of the paycheck. Well, let me let me ask you a couple of things here. All right. So so where was Juju when these comments were made? I'm not sure. <laughs> now he said he was talking with Dallas Presbyterian. Yeah. So he was yeah. he was talking about Dallas. Yeah. Right? So Jerry Jones took those couple Super Bowls that the you know that the Dallas managed to pull back in the nineties with Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman and Mike Horv and, and Bunch. And he turned it into his new stadium. And all these great, wonderful facilities, and this, that, and everything else that Jerry Jones is down there spending his money on. Mm-hmm. How many Super Bowls have the Dallas Cowboys won since that group since, was there in the nineties? What and, was 90, was ninety five against the Steelers the last one that they won? Um, I don't remember. Probably, I'm thinking it was, but I right. So since yeah. so since then. How, you know, when they got all this nice stuff, how many Super Bowls have they won? Mm-hmm. None. 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 Okay. So they get all this and they, they bring in all these guys and everybody wants to go play there because it's nice and great and all this. They win? No, Tony, Tony Romo fumbles the snap. That's yeah, right. which I thought it was hilarious when he made that joke. And I know. Was... Nance didn't get it. <laughs> oh, quarterback can't fumble like that in the playoffs. And then Jim Keyes goes, come on, Jim, you didn't even realize I talked about a quarterback fumbling in the playoffs? That, that, I'm sorry. That was pretty funny. But, yeah, I, I know what you mean. You can you can do those kind of things. Um, it's not like the college setting where you can do that and just get all the great players to come in because you have a salary cap. Bottom line is you have a salary cap. Correct. Unless, do you th- really think players are going to come and play for less money just to play in those kind of places? No. no. But also, some people's 
a lot of Steelers fans think players will come and play for less money just to be part of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's not necessarily the case either. So uh, just thought that was interesting. I'm, I'm going to bring up the super chat here because it kind of leads into a couple of the other yep. pro, pros or cons. See, it used to be a pro on offense that they're like, you could play with Ben Roethlisberger. Don't have that anymore. That's correct. You know, if anything, that might have even been, been a cotton. I don't know. I'm not going to take it that far. But you know what I'm saying? But you can play, you know. But really, one of the bigger pros is you could you said about stability of the coach. You could, you could come and play with for Coach Tomlin. And Coach Tomlin really is well-liked around the league among players. And Connor Eddy throws $1.99 into the tip jar and wants to talk about that because – this brings up Coach Tomlin and talking to players. And he said, heard they were looking at Malik Willis. Thoughts? Okay. Now let's say how they were looking at Malik Willis. The, everything goes because the, the Steelers were talking to Malik Willis and even met his family and things like that. That is not uncommon for the Steelers. They're like, oh, Mike Tomlin was talking to Malik. You know what Mike Tomlin was doing? He was talking to everybody that he could. That's what Mike Tomlin does. Mm-hmm. And it's paid off for him in the in the past. You know, players like Nick Fitzpatrick, like Joe Hayden, that the Steelers didn't even have a chance to draft, but yet they still were got to know Coach Tomlin in that process. Now all of a sudden you have a choice to go where you want to go, and you're thinking about that guy who's been around for a long time. That means something. He's still with that same franchise. You know, Mike Tomlin could be doing all those things, but if the Steelers have had three head coaches since Joe Hayden came into the draft, it doesn't do anything. So that stability really helps there. But that's kind of how Coach Tomlin is. you have any thoughts on, well, first of all, particularly the situation of them talking? And then I know part of it is he wants to know what we think of Malik Willis. Um, well, whatever you want to say about that, Rich. All right. So the the talking, you 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 nailed it again there. I mean, that's what Tomlin does. He, he, yeah. he He's not just uh, – I don't know. It, in some ways, I'm like that with Coach, like yeah. Coach Tom. You know, um, I, I announced the basketball games at, at the college I work at, the community college I work at, and I constantly talk to the coaches and players on the other team. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I'm just very friendly, and I get in and I talk basketball with them, and 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 it's great. Okay. That's Coach Tomlin. That's what he's yeah. doing. Like he, he, if he's there, he's going to talk. Just talk with people. He's just he's friendly like that, you know. Um, now, in terms of what do I think about Malik Willis, um, I, I'll defer to Andrew Wilbar on that one. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I was intrigued by him going in uh, into the season because I'd heard about oh, well, Liberty has this quarterback that's really something. And honestly, he might be really something, and he might not. Um, I know there's been some articles of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Tony uh, uh, Defio did an article about uh, the Steelers were, oh, people think the Steelers are interested in Malik Willis. That now means they won't be able to draft him. Yeah. And he's going to shoot at people's boards. I did not get to watch one snap of the Senior Bowl. That's when everything else was going on with me this weekend. Um, and you know, before I got to your house, so I don't even know. Some people like all the people that play ball, people that do. I I don't know. I have to go off reports. I didn't see any with my own eyes. Uh, when it comes to Malik Willis, I'll just tell you this: if the Steelers like him and feel like he's their answer, and they draft him, I'm going to trust him. 
if the Steelers think, nah, this isn't what we're really looking for, and he's even there, and they don't draft him, I'll trust him. Now, do the Steelers always gain my trust? Do I always say, oh, well, they, they made the right call? No. I'm still kind of bummed. Not that I don't want Najee Harris, not that I don't want Pat Fairmuth, but I was still kind of bummed that they never drafted Creed Humphrey. But I don't know if Creed Humphrey would have been as good in the Steelers system as he is in Kansas City. I don't know. So that's just something that I'll always that I'll always recall. So sometimes you just have to realize that you have to let it's kind of what you said. You're gonna yield to Andrew Wilbur on that. Why? Why? What was your point of saying that? Because Andrews watches and does all our draft stuff and he follows all the college football and he watches tape and he does like he is so into it. Okay. I don't watch college football. Mm -hmm. I just don't. Yeah. It just doesn't really interest me that much. Um, How do I want to say it? That I, I feel college football is an extremely watered down version of the NFL. Um, because and, the the talent spread out through, you know, so correct. over so many different places. I yes. understand what you mean by that. So it, it, it's just not something that really interests me. Mm-hmm. I don't watch. I didn't watch the Senior Bowl. I, I don't get into any of this. Mm-hmm. I am not great on pre-draft stuff, and there and won't be. Yeah. Now, where I am great is this: as soon as the Steelers name a draft pick the first thing i do is like Mm -hmm. within minutes have already watched a bunch of tape yes on the player Uh, so that i can evaluate that player and what they have and what they bring to the pittsburgh steelers you you hit the nail on the head with that one now i will do this i will take Oh, five or eight possibilities that the Steelers could be drafting with their first round draft pick. Probably less than that, even when it really, when you really, when you really get close and you've gone through free agency and seen where they've addressed other needs. Like I said, two years ago, everyone thought the Steelers had to go tight end in the first round. Then they pick up Eric Ebron, tight end got pushed way down. Things, things of that nature. As it seems like things are shaping up, you know, you get a little bit more, you know, a, a better idea where some of these players are going to go. Maybe because the Raiders always make crazy picks in there somewhere. Um, maybe not anymore because it's not the same people. I, I look at some of these these po- possibilities and meets, might start looking at, at them, but I always hesitate to look too too much into the tape ahead of time because the next thing you know, I'm falling in love with someone that's going to be wearing purple, yep, or orange. You know, and I don't want to do that. So that's my biggest thing. But the reason I asked you about Andrew Wilbar and why you said you yield to him for two is two reasons. One, I want to let you all know sometime here in the coming weeks, Andrew's going to be on the show with us. Yep. He's going to, he already said he's going to come on and we're going to talk some draft stuff with Andrew. Okay. So, so he's going to come on with us here sometime, probably, you know, next week will be right after the Super Bowl, sometime beyond that. Uh, that's one. Two, you basically said that you are going to yield to somebody else that has better information. Yes. That's why I always yield to the Steelers. Mm -hmm. They have so much more money and so much more time and so much more personnel dedicated to this kind of thing that they better be much better at it than the rest of us that sit around and talk about it. Right? Well, especially a couple (laughs) of... 
ugly brothers that yeah. sit around on Tuesday nights <laughs> yeah. and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So we've got all, all these various – I mean, even people that cover the Steelers and are supposedly inside people all feel differently. you got one – one outlet that said, hey, if Kenny Pickett's there, the Steelers are drafting him. End of stories. You've got the editor of Steelers.com saying he believes that the Steelers should be going defensive line in the first round. Saw that. Which I'm still a little bit surprised by that. Now, I almost, for my Mock Draft Monday article, I was I found one that had a defensive lineman for the Steelers. It was the defensive lineman from Georgia. But not the first one. The second one. And the first one was still available. Who went two picks later, a pick or two later? I'm like, why would they take the second best defensive lineman from a college team when the first best defensive lineman was? Anyway, I, I, I digress. Um, both of them would be good, but why? I don't know why you take one when the other one's still there. Uh, I don't even remember which one's which. I'm going to get it mixed up. Um, so there's a lot of things that the Steelers can do, and a lot of people that are even close to the Steelers and kind of, you know, even someone that kind of lives and breathes Steelers, they still don't have anywhere close to the inside knowledge and things of what the Steelers are going to do like the Steelers actually do. So uh, I'm okay with if the Steelers decide that people were asking me, oh, well, what about quarterback? I'm like, if if the next if the Steelers feel like their next good, you know, reliable quarterback, even if it doesn't mean that they have to start this year, is there in the draft that they can get them at 20? Take them. I'm fine with that. And if not one single quarterback has come off the board and they have their choice of any of them at 20 and they don't think that's worth what, what's going to make their team better right now and they pass on all of them, I'm fine with that too. Mm-hmm. I really am. So that's just kind of how I am. Anything else you want to say? Pro, there's all kinds of pros and cons with, with joining the Steelers. Um, to me, I think the biggest pro is if the Steelers draft you. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what better team to get drafted by than the Pittsburgh Steelers? You know, it's, you know the, the whole notion of that team could pick anybody and they want me to play for them. I don't know. That's maybe just me as a fan, but that's something I always look to. But uh, Rich, we're going to we're going to wind it down here a little bit. Um because we've been we've been running really long because we've been putting so much time into our final question, and then I feel like we really have to rush it. Let's not rush it tonight. You want to go ahead and get to it, so we're not so we're not up against the clock and saying, "Oh, I got to flip through this real fast." Yep, go for it. You Put know it what there. it is. You know what it is. Now I'm reminding people in the live chat: don't jump What's the gun. That? Don't answer the question. Don't put your answer in there until. I actually put the question in there and tell you it's time. Into the live chat. Get ready to do it, but don't don't press end. Don't press end until it comes up. Because if you do, not only will I not read it, I will put you in a timeout, which will make it where you can't share it. Um, Just because um, we're getting really tired of people not following instructions, aren't we, Rich? Yes. Yeah. So we're we're just going to ask the question. I deal with people that don't follow instructions all the time (laughs) yes i don't need it here yes (laughs) so this is what we're going to do it's the last time of being able to ask a question like this even though it's not with this pittsburgh steelers we have to do it the game is on sunday rich what is your winner and score for the super bowl on sunday 
Oh, man. Stall yeah, for George a wondered what the question was. I hadn't even asked it yet. So people couldn't jump the gun until I gave my disclaimer. All right, go ahead. Um, I hadn't even thought about this at all. Jeez, so. I know. That's why That's why you got to <laughs> stall for me for a second. It's like, I don't know. I, and I don't, there people were going I, in timeouts. I, I, I don't I don't <laughs> care. Uh, I just, you know, when it comes to the Super Bowl, it's, you know, it's gonna. I'm gonna be very Marshawn Lynch. You know, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm just here because you know, yeah. to eat the snacks. But yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, let's see. I'll give you a score. Uh, Rams thirty three, Bengals twenty four. Thirty three, twenty four. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go. I like your high scoring. I'm going to go 37-32 Rams. Okay. After putting people in timeout, the question is in the live chat. Now in you the live chat. Now, now you can answer. answer. And we will go through and read them. Uh, if you give me a, a million and one stats, I'm not going to read them all. But here we go. Steel Dog 88, he's always ready to go. He says, Cincy, 31-28. to 28. Okay. Um, you can read George's. George says Rams win an OT. That's the trend. I can see over time. Yeah. I didn't say that's, I said 37, 30, 32, didn't I? Yes, you did. Ah, shoot. I meant 37, 30. I meant 37, 31. That way oh, well. it was a touchdown in overtime. Wrong. I didn't even say it right. This, yeah, is me, sure. this is me screwing up numbers again. Okay. I know I'm the stat geek, but I still screw up numbers. I'm going to bring up these other ones. You you know I I royally screwed up numbers last Thursday on the on the um on the preview. I mean I wasn't in the best state of mind, but I, but we were talking about bench pressing and and you know repping two twenty five. I was trying to take my my max from my last year of college and work backwards of how many reps I ex- I expected to do. Yeah, I was off by six. I said thirty. It should have been twenty four. Um, but. The stat geek can screw up numbers sometimes. All right, Steelers Pittsburgh says Rams. Rams can't beat the Bungles. Okay, no, it says can't be. Did I say beat? I meant to say B. Yeah. They, they pulled. They said Rams. Brian Brown said Rams. Thirty-five seventeen. Ride the Escaloser, baby. Okay, <laughs> we'll just say waffle. <laughs> okay, thirty-six thirty-five. Wow. Rams. Rams. Win okay, uh, Kobe Grant says Rams 27 24 game winning drive. Uh, I just want to see a good game, like a lot of other people are saying. BF Bud says Rams 34 31. John Mahler says Bengals 36 34. Kathy Forward says Bengals 30 to 27. Okay, um, the only one says take the Bengals and the points because right now it's the last I saw it was a it, and I don't think it's moved much, it's been the Rams by four. Has been everything that I've seen. Okay. Tyler W says 35 24 close, but the Rams pull away. So he says close game until the end where they put it out of reach. Okay. Blair Hot. Hot. I think it's, I think I did that right. 27 24 Rams. Uh, Jermaine Jackson. Um, it's Jermaine Jackson, right? Okay. Uh, 28 24 Rams. Um, uh, Seth Bell. Rams 34. Bungholes 28. Um, Reginald Rivers says 31 24 Rams. Uh, Kyle the Younger Rams 29, gone with the infamous 29 score. Bengals 23. 
Okay, a lot of these are, are that's one of the few that are you know, some of them are in the upper 20s. A lot of people are going in the 30s. See, here's a here's a low one. Joe Gonball. I, I might have screwed it up. I don't know. 2417. You just love seeing me screw up these names. Okay. Uh, I, I enjoy it every week. <laughs> Clarence Washington. By the way, Rams. The 2417, just you know, yeah, that's just the partial score because we don't know who has what. Yeah. Um, which I think is funny. Um I could the only way I see this game playing out as another low scoring game is if it's one of those Super Bowl jitters and the score at halftime is like three to nothing, you know, and then and then they start getting going. These these teams usually score points. Clarence Washington says Rams 27, Cincy 21. Ivor Mecton is Rams 41, Bungles 14. Wow, going with the going with the with the palindrome there. Um Will Will Robinson DeBeau says Rams 27 to 20. Um Mike Barrett says I think the Bengals win, honestly. 30 to 27 Bengals. Okay. I'm very glad that they win honestly and they don't win deceitfully. Um sorry. I, 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 I couldn't I couldn't help it. But no, I no, you're I'm a dork. You're, I, you're, I, just, I, you're I, a dork. I, that was just. super nerdy. <laughs> Sherry Richard says 34-31 Bengals. Um uh, Money Mac with the game winner in OT, going with the game winning through though. Okay. Uh, Jerry Cherryband says, Clock Strikes Midnight, Rams 34 27. Okay. Um, Joe ha- came back with the score. This time he put the team. He said it was Bengals when he said the 24 17. Um, George OTJ says, Rams 33, Bengals 27. Um, um, some people were just commenting. Today. Here's one. Steeler Chick, 46. Rams, 30. Bengals, 28. That would be, you know, I wanted to – I'm okay with a score like that if it's decided on the last play. Like even when I originally said five points, just imagine if it's if it's a team scoring a touchdown on the last play of the game. That would be pretty pretty cool. I mean, I, I remember watching with you back in college the one-yard short game. That was the last time the Rams won the Super Bowl, correct? Yep. Um, the only time the Rams won the Super Bowl. Um, and that was just a that 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 was a good game. That was one of those great um super that's the first really good Super Bowl I remember that was close because there for a lot of years they were blowouts and they just weren't fun to watch as much. Um mm-hmm, I'm looking to see if we have any other scores. Uh, lots of people yeah, were just um, – oh, I found one. James Galloway says, 13-10 Rams. Woo! Yeah, all right. So, th- so there we go. I, I got another quick question just, okay. just for you. Just for me. Sure, just for you. Okay. Although maybe I shouldn't do this because you guys will – because th- this – I expect – Jefferson to ask you a question like this on Thursday. Keith McMillan, Stafford's due, Rams 28-24. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I got an over-under. Over oh, an over-under. Rams sacks of Joe Burrow mm. at six and a half. Six and a half. I'm going under. They had that one huge game that was nine, and they still managed to win. Um Although, could you see that Rams defensive front just wreaking havoc? I mean, I could. That's why I'm, it almost feels like they're going to have to take all five guys to block Aaron to block Aaron Donald, and then the other guys might be able to do something. But 
Yeah, the Rams get after the quarterback. They're one of the better sacking teams. Um, but the Bengals, you know, they ha- they've had two weeks to try to try try to come up with a plan. I don't think their offensive line is good enough to stop the Rams, but I think that their coaching might be smart enough to try to figure out some comp- some creative things to slow down the Rams. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So, but six and a half—that was a good one. That I mean, that 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 that's that's a good number. Yeah. So, yeah. So, all right, we'll ask we'll ask one more question. Rich, okay. George Tesson wants to know who wins the coin flip. Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis. <laughs> I don't even know. I think the Rams will have to call it because they're the visiting team, even though it's in their stadium. Because it's the NFC's turn right. to be the visitor. So which which has Kyle intrigued because he he he's happy that the Rams have to go be in the visitors' locker room. Actually, they don't. They should. They don't. They should. No, you know why? Why? There are two teams that use that facility. The oh. Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Chargers. The Bengals will be in the Chargers locker room and the gotcha. Rams will be in their own locker room. I read okay. that somewhere. Um that I thought, you know Sorry, what? And then Kyle's disappointed. If it if it was if it was the if it wasn't that they had something like that, then then I, I could see that. Because it well I means kind of almost like you know, Heinz Field has four locker rooms. They have the Steelers locker room and the visiting NFL locker room. They have the Panthers locker room and the visiting college locker room. That's part of the reason why they used Heinz Field for um for training camp during COVID is because they had so many locker rooms they could they could spread out more. Um rather than be at the South side facility that didn't have um, as many lockers. So interesting stuff. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm wanting to kind of take in football for one last time. I know people are saying, but, but the USFL, no, Brian, Anthony Davis can enjoy that all he wants. Um, Doesn't mean I'll never turn it on, but it's not something that I'm going to be able to look forward to all week in order to watch. um, Like I do my beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. So, this is one of those Super Bowls that I feel See, that's that, because you don't remember you don't remember the original USFL. No, I don't. I would have been remember like the original <laughs> Pittsburgh Maulers. No, I don't. <sighs> okay. Um unless their colors are red and black and they have horns on their helmets and they're the Pittsburgh Darth Maulers, I really don't. Don't think I'm going to follow it that much. See, so. that's where now. <laughs> now, see, you need season tickets. No, I just, I just mess. No, you need season tickets so that you can do another mask. <laughs> another instead of your Kylo Ren mask, you can do your Darth Maul mask. I mean, that can, will, and you can go, yeah. you know, be the doll. But they're like orange and purple. I mean, if they're black and gold, I just have to do. Darth Maul's brother, Savage. I know. I wish they'd have stayed with the. I wish they'd have stayed with the original Mauler's colors. But aren't they all playing like in Atlanta this year? The way they're setting up, so they're not actually in Pittsburgh. That's what Brian said. I'm not sure. Why are we talking about the USFL when there's still the Super Bowl to be played? Right. So. Because I'm not excited about the Super Bowl. I know what you will, and I mean. I I will say this. I'm excited about the. I I will say this In, in, in church the other day. Our our pastor brought up at one point said, "Oh, you know who." Yeah, who's going to win the Super Bowl? And people were yelling out, and I just looked over at Kyle and I said, "The Steelers." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you know it's i mean i'll i'll watch i'll you know some people will be like oh the people it drives me nuts that people just want to see the commercials i'll watch the commercials because it's not the steelers if it was the steelers i'd be working during the commercial breaks and things like that and everything with twitter and then stories and whatnot but anyway i at least this time i don't feel like i'm going to be angry at the end like 28 to 3 comeback that that made me angry. You know, other uh, uh, it, although that made playing, me angry, it didn't make me that angry. Do you know no. why? Why? I wasn't watching. You weren't watching. Um, but my my thing is I don't want to be mad about who ended up winning it all. And I know some people are like, but but what if it's the Bengals? You know what? If it's the Bengals, it's the Bengals. It's not like one Super Bowl crown in a year that they just really got things going is going to make them suddenly, you know, this, this greater franchise than Pittsburgh. They're not, you know, they're going to need, they would have to be a lot of time and a lot of good things happening. I say, you know what, let Joe Burrow win a Super Bowl. That way they're going to have to pay a Buku money, destroy their salary cap, and then not be able to get back there. Kind of like what happened with Joe Flacco. Um, so that, although, you know, Burrow still got several more years till they have to till they have to pay him, but eventually they will. I mean, even based on just getting to a Super Bowl in a second year, think about it. They're going to have to pay him. Um, I'm not going to be that upset, but then again, that's not who I'm cheering for. You know, that's just kind of how I go. That's just how I feel. Rich, whether it's whether it's about the Super Bowl, about the Steelers, anything in general, what do you have for your final thoughts here tonight? Uh, it's not about Super Bowl because really. I couldn't mm-hmm. care less. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for getting it right. <laughs> um, really, it, it comes down to the Steelers. I'm looking forward for you know, really for the Super Bowl being over. All of the the entirety of the NFL, the entire focus of the league, shifting into the off season. Yes. Um, because we're already there. It'll be mm-hmm. nice when everything is over. Uh, and shifted, uh, and and all the focus goes into the teams getting ready for next year. Um, yeah, Steelers. A lot of questions that are out there. That's what's going to be fun for us over the next yeah. couple months as we start to get some of those answers and yes. start to figure some of those things out. So, you know what I say about that, right? What do you got to say about that? Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs>